nothing is recession proof, but anything can be recession. So we started out, I, I started out and, and June was, May was bad. June was looking bad. I'm talking to Steve and he's like, oh, it's the same. You know, you're going to take a haircut. 2020, 2021 was anomalous. And I'm like, no, fuck that. Like, we're going to do better than we did before. So, yeah, I think that there will be challenges. But with every challenge, and I, I mean, I don't want to sound like some canned bullshit, but with every challenge is an opportunity. So with every with every bit of a recession, it means somebody else is going to be struggling. So you've got to be better than that guy. And that gives you opportunities. There's going to be companies. Welcome to episode two. I was trying to get that, but my biggest fucking fan, Jared Broach, interrupted me to let me know about my other podcast that I do, that he listens to every single episode. So we at least know he's coming back for episode two. Uh, those of you guys who tuned in episode one, we are the Tourism Titans, if you don't know by now. With me, my wonderful co-host, Stephen Edwards, Jared Broach, Andy Kurtz, and combined between the four of us, we've got like 60 years in tourism. Andy bringing in 50 of those. That's this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I see the way this is going to go. How are you guys doing today, man? Uh, excellent. Excellent. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, so today I think we're it's been on everybody's mind. It's definitely in all every social media feed. Everybody's talking about recession, Bitcoin's fucking crashing, the fucking world is on fire. But fear not, America. We do have a great leader in office. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just joking. Yeah, so we're gonna talk a little bit about we're gonna talk a little bit about the twenty twenty 2022 and what lies ahead what have you guys been seeing let's let's start with jared over here jared jared what has 2022 been like for you and what do you think about fiscal uh the rest of this the second half of the year my friend yeah thanks kevin thanks for bringing it in no i uh <laughs> you know for me i you know i'm i'm hesitant on 2022 to be honest we've definitely cut spend we've definitely cut you know openings of new cities we're we're kind of playing this slowly uh you know i i thought you know actually after you guys predicted on your your other podcast how great 2022 was going to be for you know outdoor adventures and all this mm -hmm. stuff and it's turned out to be i feel like we're just kind of slow and steady i don't you know we don't have huge bumps but it hasn't nothing's nose you know we haven't dove off the cliff i i, I feel like i i might be a little more doom and gloom than the rest of the folks but I, i'm just being very cautious because i do remember not i mean i remember living through 2008 but not like doing tours, but I remember like, you know, if I wasn't in a city that was really recession proof, I would have definitely felt a lot more pain. But I, you know, I was in Washington DC and that, that place just chugs along. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that you're not having a great year. I mean, I'm a fucking perpetual optimist and I'm doing awesome. So, I mean, maybe if you had a better attitude, you'd be having a great 2022, probably like me and Andy. I bet you Andy's crushing it. Cause I love that guy's attitude. Andy. So guys, I guess we're talking a little bit about recession is tourism so, recession proof. And that's kind of like the theme. So that that's where, that's where we're kind of going with this. So Andy is tourism in San Diego recession proof. So nothing is recession proof, but anything can be recession. So we started out, I, I started out and, and June was May was bad. June was looking bad. I'm talking to Steve and he's like, oh, it's the same. You know, you're going to take a haircut. 2020, 2021 was anomalous. And I'm like, no, fuck that. 
Like we're going to do better than we did before. So yeah, I think that there will be challenges, but with every challenge, and I, I mean, I don't want to sound like some canned bullshit, but with every challenge is an opportunity. So with every, with every bit of a recession, it means somebody else is going to be struggling. So you've got to be better than that guy. And that gives you opportunities. There's going to be companies that are going out of business because their interest rates are up and they can't afford to buy new boats. There's going to be all kinds of problems that other people are going to have. And we're going to have to work harder and our margins are going to be smarter, smaller. But there's opportunities. So nothing, nothing is recession proof, but it also gives you huge opportunities. I think that we can get around this. If your market is drying up, there's another market that you've got to figure out how to tap. People recreate. That's the nice thing. They, they don't have to do a lot of things. They've got to eat, but they have to recreate. So you've got to find a way to make your product indispensable. You've got to find a way to make your product the way that they're going to, that they will find the, the happiness that everybody's looking for. I, I love, I love that happiness or that upside tick that you guys have. And I, you know, I spend plenty of time talking to Kevin. I've spent plenty of time talking to you, Andy. I'm aware of what is happening on the coast and near water. And I, I have to say, like being the marketing guy, having the clients that I do that are operating in the middle of America and seeing what's happening. I, th I think you guys are living on, like, I think you guys need to ride this for what it is because I don't think tourism is recession proof. I think that seeing what is happening in the world right now and seeing how people's spending and flights are costing and what gas costs, a lot of people living in the middle of the world, in Utah, in Colorado, in Minnesota, in Michigan, with these tour operations are on the struggle bus because gas is out through the roof. And, and I mean, and part of this, so I, I guess I want, on, I want to step back one piece of this. The problem is, is everybody had the best 21 of their life. Anybody that was in outdoor tourism, crushed it. They printed money. They went and got bigger locations. They hired more staff. They bought more equipment and they built their business like you're supposed to. And the problem is that 2022's numbers are looking a lot like 2019 or 2018, which would be normal if 21 wasn't as good as it was. So now I'm seeing a lot of operators sitting on a lot of equipment they're sitting on some way bigger monthly bills than what they had in 2019. And now they're asking themselves, what the fuck? And the problem is, and, and I have this thoughts on a lot of operators, is that operators get married to a number. They get very romantical about what their tour price costs because they like knowing that they've made this much on their tour, on their rental, on whatever it is. And they refuse to budge off price. So as costs have gone up, they've adjusted their price. They've raised their, you know, their overall cost of their tours gone up because of gas and everything else. But now they're pricing themselves out of the out of a lot of their customers' price point. Vegas is a great example of it. Vegas, there's a magical number that says most people when they come to Vegas have an average amount to be able to spend of three hundred dollars. And they can spend that on some sort of recreational thing. Maybe it's riding an ATV. Maybe it's going on a helicopter tour. Maybe it's attending a Cirque show. But they have $300 that they're willing to spend. And the problem is, is when you raise the price of your slingshot, the price of your Jeep. I mean, and those are my two businesses or the price of your show, the price of everything. When you raise that price and now your customer can't afford it, they're going to look for what they can't afford and they're not going to book your business. And then you're going to sit here and not do shit. But yet, Disney's in in their first in their first half of years are at thirteen point nine billion in revenue. 
And that is significantly up from 2019. So when we say tourism is recession proof, I guess it depends on what you're talking about and what your product is. Sure. Uh, Cause there's, there's, I, there's good, there's going to be, there's going to be, there's going to be outliers. Uh, I think it does also matter where you are. So if you're in fucking Tulsa, Oklahoma, and nobody wants to go to Tulsa, I mean, I don't know, I've never been there, but I'd imagine there's not a lot of recreational opportunities. So if you're counting on people visiting, and now they're not going to visit, you know, that's a different story. We're lucky where I am, people live here, and that's a market. I have people that can drive here, so planes are expensive. So it's different depending on the market. Yeah. So my, my two cents on it is that I think people are always going to find there. People are always going to find time for recreation and whether it be a staycation in, in, even if let's say, and you said Tulsa, I'll take it back to Detroit, Michigan. Uh, You know, whether even if you have like a Dave and Buster's, I don't, maybe that's a terrible or a zoo or wherever, wherever you find recreation in your budget, I can tell you that and this is just anecdotal, but I know in 2008, Key West saw uh, massive growth. The market that we're currently in now in 2008 and 2009, after post Gulf oil spill, where water sport companies were getting, they were getting payouts from, from BP, there was a ton of growth and, and I, they used those payouts to buy more equipment and grow their companies. So it wasn't just that they were getting payouts to survive. A lot of growth happened here in Destin in 2008 and Key West as far as the, the, we just got a ton of started getting a ton of drive-in traffic. The market changed from from spring break to to a summer holiday. They changed their marketing and, and started to. So I think it just it, it, you have to pivot in one way in one way or another, whether it be your message, whether it be your marketing. Andy, you mentioned getting into into different things whether it be merchandising during COVID, we, there was a woman, uh, Jared, you probably remember, I can't remember her name, but she was selling like calendars and they were completely shut down that where I can't remember where she was, but she had done some amount of calendars like, and she used her email list to, to create revenue. I mean, I think, I think tourism is as recession proof as it is, is the, as the re- resiliency and, how short up you are, how protected you are, you know, liquidity you have in the bank. There's, I mean, I think there's a lot of different factors. So I don't think it's necessarily like a one size fits all, a one size fits all answer. I know COVID for us, I, it's really funny because everyone was like, the fucking sky is falling. There's not one guy sitting in this room that when COVID hit in 2020 didn't go, oh shit, I'm an idiot. I didn't. I was like, we'll be fine. (laughs) We'll be great. And I mean, fuck, we were. It was, 2021 was awesome. But I mean, shit, 2020, we did. We shut down for part of April. But everybody, everybody shit their pants. And now we go like 2020 years, a hallmark year. And it was probably the hallmark year for the most deaths this country has ever seen in modern in a modern day pandemic. Yeah, it must be nice to operate in Florida, Kevin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> you didn't have a record year in 2021, Steve? Uh, 21, yeah, because I deal in adventure outdoor tourism. What about you, sure. Jared? You didn't have a, a hallmark here in 2021? Oh, yeah. T- yeah, 21. But 2020, yeah. I mean, God, I didn't even get yeah. all this stuff honey. back open until 21. So, I mean, that was crazy. But, you know, it's there's a pivot, right? If you pivot within the industry, like we pivot, we didn't really pivot. We just kind of kept doing our thing because I, I thought that COVID was going to be gone, you know, and we weren't going to be in a situation where I had to go, like, figure out a new plan. But the girl that did, like, the the whatever, the food boxes, I think it was what what it was. I mean, that's a pivot total. I mean, like, that's not like you're competing with like 
Harry's cookies or Harry and whatever, you know, like Omaha sure. steaks, like sending them boxes. That, like, I don't think that's a pivot. I think that's a like straight up, like abort what you're doing. And we're going like, yeah. I'm no longer in tourism. Right. And now I, I, I think she's back, but uh, you know, for the most part, it's, it's like, you know, recessions, I like the, the main, like San Diego's, the San Diego's, the, the, the Miami's, those big cities that people always want to go to the people that do have money, they end up going to it. And you've got to like, just outmaneuver your competition to get that, that smaller, tra- you know, smaller amount of traffic, a bigger pie of that. Right. But you know, like we're in a weird situation that is different where I, I, ha- I have not personally, like I, I'm more of a doom and gloom, but I'm not like necessarily seeing that traffic's dropping off. I'm not seeing that we're selling any less tickets, but I'm seeing our costs just like, you know, get, get out of control. I'm seeing like everything like that. And I, you know, for, for a company where I didn't raise the price of our ghost tours for damn seven years, probably. And I mean, I have literally increased prices this year uh, across the board, like every tour, I think seven times, like on different, like I've literally like anywhere I can possibly like squeeze a few extra dollars is like the difference of paying for $7 gas in a bus in California versus, you know, versus trying to like raise the ticket. price. I mean, it's just, it's been brutal, like the amount of price increases you had to do. But don't you, don't you sort of, can you attribute it to the overall market changing? It's literally like anything. Like you go and you look at like an Airbnb versus a fucking hotel. It's so all over the fucking map. And this is like a straight commodity though, no? And then when you see it, it's not even the actual price that you're fucking paying a night. You know, it's like 150 bucks or Amazon. There's wild inflation. I think people are so used to price fluctuations that the entire, and it's, it's funny, like, and this isn't just because I'm reading that Hermosi book, Steve, but the value, what he talks about Alex Hermosi and where he talks about a value proposition versus a price proposition and i think this is what you're seeing across the market because every market now again airbnb i paid 133 dollars for a fucking uber from my airport to where i live now granted it was it was 30 miles but still it was 133 dollars for an uber so i i think like and generally speaking that like just the market has changed in the last 10 or 15 years where people had like a printed out flyer. We're like, well, I'm only going to do these other 10,000 rat cars that says $99 fucking bus ride or whatever, parasail, whatever the fuck it is. You know, so now you now, now we have a platform where you can, where you can keep a dynamic pricing schedule on any product that you have based on demand, based on market, market conditions. And it's so much easier. They used to say, well, you, you can go up but you can't go back down or maybe I got that inverse. You can go down, but you can't go back up, whatever. Now it doesn't matter because not to say that it's super easy to acquire a customer, but it's much more easier than it was 25 years ago when you needed Andy, where you fucking had to have a TV commercial and a billboard and a radio (laughs) ad and these thousands and thousands of thousand dollars where now you can shoestring arguably a fucking shitty Facebook ad or at least leverage a Facebook ad to acquire some type of people through the customer for pennies on the dollars for what it used to cost for, for radio or television. back. Well, then. And that's great, but sure. so can your competitors. So it just makes it more, com- yeah. yeah. So it's, sure. it's easier to make the phone ring, but your, your phone's ringing and so is everybody else's. So there's a different set of challenges. Yes. It's, it's easier. The face that I, I did have yellow page ads that and it was a big thing mm-hmm. every year. What do you spend? Now my spending goes up and down, you know, as the wind blows. I mean, you know, we can go, we can change tomorrow. 
that makes it easier, but yep. you still, it's the competitor. And that's where everybody, you know, from the old school days had a marketing budget and their marketing budget was $1,500 a month because there was never any attribution. They never understood what actually converted. So it was just picking a random number and they ran that TV ad or put up that billboard and hopefully they had some more booking. I mean, I trust me, I'm Mr. Optimistic about almost everything, but to think that I, I just think it's very easy when your business is crushing it to say that the recession isn't like going to hit you because I I would happily bring on ten other operators from around the country that would say hey we're getting our asses kicked by the by the recession because that drive-in market the you know the the guys that were taking out campers to go to Utah to go to the national parks are not filling up their fifth wheel and spending $300 on a tank of gas to go and rent UTVs when they get to Park City or rent, you know, or to go to Zion and do some of that. Do people like going to the ocean? Are people going to the beach? Yeah, it's still going. But And, and you guys are doing great. I'm super stoked for you guys. But it's just, it's not the case of what we're seeing across the country. I mean, search volume, like not even talking about numbers, like what your bookings are, but actual just search volume, the amount of people that are searching for similar products is down 20 to 40% across like the board. So when you chop off 40% of your customers are no longer even looking for your product. Yeah, it's going to affect somebody's numbers. Do you think that the hotels on the Vegas Strip are seeing like a drastic reduction in occupancy rates? No, I think they're busy as hell. What I think they're doing is they're coming with less discretionary. I think that there's a lot more helicopter and they're not going to shoot machine guns and they're not looking to rent a slingshot. Right. You know, like I, I'm sure all of you guys saw in the news, Vegas got inundated in 2020 with came back open and all of the casinos dropped their prices and rooms were 50 bucks or 80 bucks. You know, the win had rooms for $100 and it was infiltrated with a rough customer. You know, a customer that Vegas hadn't seen before. And those people were coming in and destroying stuff and wrecking, you know, escalators and causing havoc on the strip. But those customers also were coming with enough money to go on an ATV tour, to go shoot a machine gun, to go and do a lot of this other stuff. So guys in 2020 and 2021 were, were, were packed. They were as busy as they could be. You guys know my my guy out here. He was doing in a month, like on Groupon, he was doing $150,000 a month on Groupon. That's a lot of goddamn ATV tours. So that's actually, that's a, that's a great point. So yes, there's less discretionary income, but what are you going to do to adapt to get that reduced amount? There's always people willing to spend money. So you're going to change sure. your market, you know, so instead of charging by the by the unit, you're going to charge per head. So you and your three scumbag friends sure. can pay, you know, 25% each <laughs> and we can get you out there. You've got to adapt. You got to figure out how to do it because you, your expenses yep. don't go away. So you don't have that option. Yeah. I'm yeah a- the recession makes it more difficult, but the strong survive and you got to figure out what it is to make that happen. But we're not, we're not in a recession though. I mean, I think it's argue. I think it's argue. Like people aren't. It's not like job. Just because the stock's fucking going down. I mean, no one's losing their fucking jobs. The unemployment rate. I mean, I not that I'm over here like fucking waving a Biden flag, but I mean, the unemployment rate's not down. Sure. I mean, or the unemployment rate's not up. Like everyone still have their job. Inflation's up. So that's not necessarily a recession. Just shit costs more. So I'm. Yeah, uh, people are still Somebody's spending some money somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, Jared. Please I mean, fucking yeah, like, dude. I mean, I like of all you guys, like I've like United sent me an email. I have been on eighty four flights so far, January June. Holy so shit. I'm in the airports around the country every 
I mean, like I say, I say this all the time. Like I, so I'm, you know, hubbed in Denver anyways. So like, you know, like Denver's a United hub. It's a Southwest hub. I mean, I've never seen the airport more crowded. I fly to Austin a lot. Austin is just absolutely insane, but I go downtown in Austin. I see no one. Like, it's like, you know, like there's nobody downtown, just like Denver, nobody's downtown. But then I fly into San Diego, San Diego's busy. I fly into LA, you know? So like, I don't, I have not gone to a city yet. And don't get me wrong. I'm going to very yep. touristy cities for the most part, but I'm, I'm not going to be like, holy crap, people aren't traveling. Cause yep. I know what the fu- cost of a flight is. Like they went from 150 bucks. We're up to 300 most of the time, you know, one way. And so I, I, I don't think people are quite there yet. You're right. Kevin, you said it best. We are in an inflationary period, not necessarily a recession. And it's just whether or not that that turns it into one, right? I mean, that's the big debate. But, I, you know, I, I'm kind of hoping maybe they close down Europe a little bit. So sure. People stay in America for the summer. I mean, and, you know, don't you think that that could possibly there? be it too, though? Like, there's all of – so to be fair, like, Steve, you're like a, a niche marketer. So, like – yeah, I, like I almost wanted to like to like to like maybe like make like a cut it sign like man yeah. what's the one thing all these guys I, have become like you know the thing is like, but I have damn it what the fuck man we were down <laughs> I mean we're gonna re- like, we're gonna pull the hosting ability here pretty quick he's gonna fucking grenade everybody's business here well I I just have to say. My, I attribute my success to the to the amazing job that Steve has done. Like, and and I'd say that tongue in cheek, obviously, but it, I mean, yeah. If you think like your balls are fucking immune from getting busted over here, no, buddy. No, you, that I mean, part of being successful is having people that can help you be successful. So yeah, it is tough. And so when we talked about what are we going to do. He, Steve's like, hey, a lot of people pull back. A lot of people are not going to spend any money. They're going to try and conserve cash. They're not going to spend money on Google Ads. They're not going to do this. Steve's like, put your foot on the throttle and go for it. And and we've gotten a great return on it. And he keeps cranking it up as long as it's working. So there's a way to be successful in a good market, a bad market, and anything in between. Steve, Steve, do you have any idea why is why is search volume 20 to 40% off? Because I don't see that when I travel. I don't see that anywhere I'm going. Like, why possibly somebody is not searching for that? So, or is it just Google's tracking sucks? My numbers this year are down like 37% okay, from last year. Now, I have some variables in mind. So, like, last year, our boat and jet ski stuff, we're based in Vegas. So, Lake Mead is, like, drying up as we speak. That has proven to be pretty interesting, and it's causing a lot of people to not rent boat and jet skis. But we're seeing it, like, especially in our slingshots. We're seeing it in our Jeeps, where that search volume or, like, the amount of customers. I am a I am a preach revenue. Like, get the revenue. I am not married to my price. I move my price around all the time. I make sure that we are competitive or cheaper or beating out other people's prices. And... I mean, there's days I can't give a goddamn sling, slingshot away. It's not just me. It is what we are seeing across multiple operators. I, I've been out with you, Jared. You and I have gone out, and it's busy as hell out. But but that doesn't necessarily translate to, like, well, for example, like Maverick, Maverick Helicopter. They, I mean, yeah. they're not crushing it. And uh, the big concierge, and I have to put this out. This is a funny statistic or a funny thing I heard this week. So I have a friend that works at a 
at the biggest concierge group here in Las Vegas. Handles all the concierge for MGM. Huge, huge operation. Sells hotels, or I'm sorry, sells helicopters and Red Rock tours and bus tours and yada, yada, yada. Okay. Last week, they, I mean, and now mind you, like annual revenues of like 12, 13 million bucks. Last month, or I'm sorry, last week, they did $3,500 in revenue. It's the lowest amount that they have done in like 12 years. So when the, we got three of three guys here that are, and, and four guys that are all tour guys, you also have four marketers here. Jared is not just an operator. Andy is not just an operator. I'm not just an operator. The reason we're doing a podcast, the other thing we all have in common is we all fucking talk to each other. Yep. All talk about marketing. We fucking, yep. me and Steve talk about marketing seven fucking days a week it's not just marketing it's not just your reviews it's not just your training it's not like we still very much have the finger on the pulse of our businesses and probably every aspect of it and as we so i can so i i have not had a drop in my in my search volume for destiny water adventures in fact the opposite to to my to my own credit we moved locations and i really was in prepared to fucking have a drop in numbers i did think 2022 was going to be great for everyone but me so steve will tell you like i every fucking day i'm like "Ah, ah, seven days a week calling this motherfucker we've got to do this we got to do that what about this what about that what about a bid adjustment what about fucking geotag what about this all this shit i want to fucking do because i prepared to have a shitty year and luckily we didn't have that you know and and i I think i think andy said it is that it's like you know you have to be ready to get back in the fucking dirt not to say that any of that has any that has it has some impact but you're right as well steve is that you just could have a shitty market to jared's point it's like there might not just be people here to the housing shortage are people paying more for their accommodations now, which which lessens their discretionary spending? Do they not have more money in their pocket, not because of, but because of these commodities, yeah. because plane fares are more? So tourism isn't necessarily recession proof. It's that right now we're kind of experiencing like another fucking weird kind of like black swan event. And at the activity sector of tourism is maybe taking a little bit of hit because of all of those reasons. Maybe. I don't know. I'm the dumbest one in the room. I agree. No, I mean, I think if you, you know, like discretionary spending has to play into this a little bit, you know, and, and to that, like Destin has a great drive-in market. You've had a great year. Like Temecula deals with, like, I there's a certain level of customer too, like to, to Jared's point, like being in the Temecula space. I mean, people that are going on wine tours tend to probably have a probably more discretionary money than somebody going on a hundred and nineteen dollar um, ATV tour here in Las Vegas. So I, I my my guess I agreed, and, and and then my my and and without like getting into it, you know, I mean, I know episode one, I threw I threw a curveball at you guys asking numbers, but I mean, Jared, are you seeing like a massive drawback? I mean, your last time we talked, like you're having a pretty decent twenty twenty two, correct? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not really seeing it. I'm seeing, I guess, what never has come back is the big corporate groups that you know made 2019 really good, and that hurts. You know, like, we, like we're set up, my vehicles are set up. I can, I can move 150 people at a time, you know, pretty easily. So, you know, having a big corporation come down and buy all those tickets is, you know, kind of critical. Which I'm, so we're making that up in onesie twosies. The couple that comes down. 
But yeah, no, I'm not seeing it dried up. I'm seeing like softness in certain markets, but I'm also spread out, you know, in 18 cities around the country. And so I kind of have a visibility to a ton of different, like I can see it drying up in Chicago and I can see it maybe, you know, drying up like in, you know, Seattle a little bit. And some of these cities that are just maybe just not quite on everybody's bucket list. And, you know, that you know we're pretty touristy. So that's, you know, that's tough. Can I ask you a question, Jared? Yeah. So, okay. So, all right. This is a great, wonderful point. We, we can extrapolate some data from this. So from city to city, do you have any specific locations that are like doing shittier from 2021 to like, is there one, is there like certain locations that are carrying the entire brand? Yeah. What's your bright spot? Yeah, what's my bright spot? Yeah, where where yeah, where is it working? Oh, his winning personality. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I mean, you know, like like so Temecula. So like, we'll I'll start west and move east, but like Temecula, Temecula, you know, is a, or I mean, for anybody that's familiar, it's situated between L.A. and San Diego. It's a drive-in market. Like people don't fly in there, so it's like it's a drive-in market. It's got ten million people coming from L.A. So you know, I don't see any softness there. But I go up to like Seattle. And it was recovering a little bit after all the riots and everything like that. And now, you know, I see it, it kind of down. You know, Nashville. Nashville was the boom. I mean, I'm talking, it was absolutely, absolutely crushing 21. And I feel like 22, that place is like, I haven't been. Maybe it's a ghost town. Maybe I'm just like, we're missing the mark. I'm not sure. That's Steve's problem. But, uh, you know, it, it's just certain markets. You know, Tampa, I didn't see do much. Charleston's been really up and down. Compared to like, it was always a, you know, a steady and, and like Chicago, same with Seattle, Chicago, like, you know, I, I see Chicago and I'm like, God damn, is it time to close that city? I mean, it just like, it is like nobody goes there for vacation anymore. Yeah. I mean, so how's Imp doing? Like, like, let's not talk about your customers, sure. but I mean, are you're still signing fucking like new clients, like all the time? We, I mean, that's slowed down a little bit and now we are, I mean... Yeah. We're getting more of the emails of like, hey, Steve, things are slower than what we expected. Mm. How can we get, you know, how can we up bookings? I haven't had a lot of, I've had a couple unwind. I've had a couple clients, you know, where it hasn't made sense and their business is not going to work. You know, my, my sweet spot has been a lot of like operators on coast. I, I hate to say it. Like we've done really well with guys that are in the water sports space. I like those guys. They have good businesses and to to Jared's point, like I don't know that I have very many clients that are north of Chicago or even like truthfully probably north of Las Vegas. It's just not like anytime you take that much like weather into it. You know, we have some snowmobile guys, but they do really well in snow and then they do really well in the summer with their ATV UTV stuff. And their business is built around it. But like I recognize Jared's, you know, hard spots with doing some of these walking tours in cities like chicago seattle it's a it's a challenge like chicago is like it's it's funny he brings that up because we have a little bit of business in chicago and chicago seems like a super hard market right now yeah man new york city i would think has got to be just an impossible market right now yeah i mean well you said it's like oh man we don't have a ton of people like north of chicago <laughs> like you know it's like everybody's fucking going on their summer vacation to fucking wisconsin you know it's like they call wisconsin like what what's the uh wisconsin dells oh, oh, up to the dells okigana the suicide forest of japan <laughs> like the only reason you're going to wisconsin is to fucking lynch it up i'm going to kill myself this summer guy 
want to go to wonderful Wisconsin. <laughs> Who the fuck goes to Wisconsin? Oh, oh goodness. I see the way this is going to go. Didn't you take your family to Michigan for the Fucking summer? from there, dude. Fantastic. And I left. Fantastic. I brought my teenager and we left and I left my wife and kids there. I mean, I oh, did. I was into. Girl, tell me more about how <laughs> you left. Your t- terrible. It is. You yeah, left your like, family there. Awesome. Ah. Uh, did you ever retrieve them? Or did you ever get them back? No, no, no. I fuck. I left. I left them there. You know, I fucking my wife's got that terrible Michigan accent. She's like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go up and clean mom's garage." I'm like, "Oh, fucking get out of here!" If we ever get, she'll never listen. She doesn't used to listen to any of my episodes. So I could bag on her as much as I want. But yeah, I, no, I, you know, I think those areas are super interesting. Like North Carolina, Michigan, Wisconsin, they have that, like the whole, like out, but again, there were, their, their hustle was three fucking months, man. I mean, snow, you know, snowmobile tours, like unless you're doing like Colorado, like skiing or something like that, that's, that's a pretty fucking tough market. And, and the reality of it is you probably, you know, you probably live fucking on site or something and you got, you know, you got your house as, is there and you're fucking renting your boats and you're. Fucking living with your cousin and <laughs> you know, natural circumstances. <laughs> here, let me let me say it like this because it's funny you brought up like so I have a I have a client in Charleston and I will say they're like they're not down for the year, but last year they had to do nothing to drive the numbers that they did. Like they just had to open up their doors. We we certainly were not like blowing their marketing out of the water. And what I mean by that is they were doing conventional stuff. They were running Google ads. They had a you know good social remarketing strategy and they were crushing it week after week and they had a pretty excellent summer. And this year they are coming into it fighting tooth and nail to kind of maintain that same number. And we're having to dig in. We're having to spend a little bit more money on Google we're having to get pretty creative on some of these uh, social ads to drive customers to book. And it's just, it's been a lot more of a fight this year than it was last year for sure. And I think that's exactly the point that I was making. So you do, you got to work harder because it's sometimes it doesn't come as easily. I I would love to hear how you deal with, with a multi-city market, with a multi-city operation, because like you, you could figure out San Diego. I know what the deal is, but how do you manage all those different markets with all the different challenges that each of them have. Yeah. I mean, we, we roll out, you know, I mean, we were really good about rolling out the same product to different markets. Right. So the product doesn't vary as much as just, you know, the market, honestly, you change the name on it and it's says Charleston or it says Temecula. Uh, It's almost the same formula for me. It's when people get super complicated like their offerings, but I will say when we opened wine tours in Texas compared to Temecula, missed totally fucking missed like our product was not what texans really wanted and they didn't appreciate like the historic so of the nothing California. is recession proof in fact they, did, they didn't can really be like recession proof. Proof. so we started out I, so, I started out and i should have been rolling was, out uh horse and uh, may was bad june was looking bad some i'm talking to steve and he's like oh it's in the same. texas you're you know, like what'd you say san francisco was anomalous and i'm like any cable cars like we're gonna do better than we did quality so yeah i think we will get that i don't want to sound like 
inclusivity. But fuck you, man. Get the fuck out of Texas. You know what? I'm saying the same thing in Florida. Somebody else is going to get out of here and drive them off the cliff. And that gives you opportunities. There's going to be companies that are going out of business. Yeah. So the interest rates are up. I guess like to answer the grand question is like nobody if your market is drying up, there's another market that you've got to figure out how to tap. You just you just gotta People get recreate. in. You gotta get That's the nice thing. You gotta they, they don't you have to do a lot of things. Like, They've gotta eat, I, I but they to have to recreate. So you gotta find a way to make your like product indispensable. You gotta find a way to make your product the way that they're gonna that they will find bitching about something. I didn't want to do something. He goes, Hey man, I'd shovel shit in the street if that's meant as how I had to pay my fucking rent. And that, like, that's, I think the mindset that you have to have in this business at all times is like, well, you're going to, I don't like when we're our Jeeps, you know, like the Jeeps have not been to where we have started a Jeep company and, and they haven't been rock and rolling. And I told my partner, I said, I don't get the, get the fuck out there with a, a gorilla suit and a fucking sign that says we rent Jeeps and dance on the side of the fucking road. If somebody calls, don't let them off the fucking phone until you close them. And if you don't close them, fucking call them back in an hour and see how you can add value or get a get a better deal for them so that we do fucking close them because it's not just 2022 we're fighting for 2023 and beyond the clv and the cost of acquisition that train keeps on fucking rolling no matter what you get no matter what you do and you have to do what you whatever you have to do and if this is like the beginning of things to come and you're listening to this man dig in fucking deep because i'm not having a shitty year and i'm still fucking digging like i am and i know andy is and i know jared is and i know that sexy motherfucker with his dj headphones up there i've got definitely. a dj it's gonna be good because if shit doesn't pan out he's got a dj career you know what i mean he's like look he's got the one hand thing up like this like you're you're fucking so cool man that's and good looking no you know one the one thing the one thing i'll say is and that we've talked about it a lot and i mean and i say it here you know we we preach it to my guys that are answering the phones and, and running you know from the agency to our rentals up front like we need to make the sale you got to book the deal like you know that's the only goddamn thing i care about is put the deal on the board and figure it out you know, uh, I forget who said it. Uh, maybe it was a Grant Cardone, you know, say yes to everything. Say yes. Just keep saying yes. And you're going to figure it out. Because I will say that that's the problem with being a digital marketer or coming from the digital marketing agency side is that there's a lot of operators that think that just by hiring us that they don't have any more problems anymore. They're, you know, you and I have talked too much about this, Kevin, of like people are not selling inside of their businesses. They are letting, you know, their staff isn't selling. They're they're doing garbage on the phone. They're not hard, like hard closing. You know, they're not trying to get that customer to take a credit card over the phone and get them booked. And I think that's a big difference between somebody that's going to majorly crush in 2022 and somebody that isn't. And I mean, yeah, I, I, I push it hard and I talk to my clients about it a lot of like, you guys got to like, 
you may want to go back and listen to your phone calls. Your phone calls tell a good story. Listen, I'm not going to, I'm not, I, you know, you know me, dude, you've, you know, on the, on the awkward show that we, I do my other podcasts that I do. I don't, I don't pitch shit. I have no other platform that I don't know that they're going to hear this. I mean, if you're listening to this and neither Steve nor I or anybody in this group are trying to sell anything We're we do this, we're all doing this for fun. We're all doing this because as I said in the first episode, like this is a tribe, it's like our community, you know, but it's like, if you are, God, if you're, if you're an amp person, like call fucking Steve, man. Like if you want to talk about phone sales training and uh, me and Steve are going to be talking at an I, event coming up, we're going to be co-hosting a thing at, at a, at a thing we're putting together that I'm putting together. I think it really does also matter where you are. So if you're in fucking Tulsa, Oklahoma, and nobody wants to go to Tulsa, I mean, I don't know, I've never been there, but I'd imagine there's not a lot of recreational opportunities. So if you're counting on people visiting and now they're not going to visit, you know, that's a different story. We're lucky where I am. People live here, and that's a market. I have people that can drive here, so planes are expensive. And, and we so it's different like, Shit, depending man. on yeah, the market. we're letting customers slip out. Like, we have got to, in this industry, I hate to say it, but get fucking aggressive. You know, it's so easy to treat this shit like a call center. Like, man, I just, I just, we did a monthly bonus for the, the girl that handles the majority of our phone calls. And my, like, fucking head spun because I was just like, she did how much? She, I, I'm writing a check for how much money? And it's like, yeah, man, we got her fucking hungry. We put together some sales scripts. We did some sales training at the beginning of the year. I routinely come in. I listen to call our call rail. I listen to our phone calls. And I'm and I'm like, hey, this is where we're getting it wrong. This, how can you put into your phone center the immediacy, all the old school sales tricks, the building a rapport, the fucking creating a sense of urgency, having great value add, and closing these motherfuckers? Because I told them. If this was, if you got off the phone and it was for, for me, my average cart's like 425, but I'm like, if this was 400 bucks for you, I don't care if it's been 30 minutes and I see $30 million companies that want to get off there. Their people want to get the fuck off the phone. They don't want to close the sale. And it's like, man, if, if you're not, if you're just looking outward into digital marketing and your website and your fucking Google analytics to save your life. No, right now it's time to fucking get, get. <laughs> get boots on the ground fucking say I, I i have to brag on andy's business a little bit because it's funny because andy's been a client now going on for a while <laughs> last year he was doing so many phone calls his monthly call rail bill was like a thousand bucks twelve hundred bucks on its own and we had to shut off his call rail because it was like it it almost got to the point it didn't matter. He was doing so much revenue over the phone and over the phone bookings and had it so dialed in that it was almost ridiculous. So it's kind of funny. It makes me laugh. You know, that that's true. It, it's very true. But the funny thing is I used that this year. So I said, look, last year we yep. could do whatever we did. Pull down your pants, do the antler dance, and the right. phone was ringing off the hook. So you could be rude to four out of five people. It didn't matter because everything was going to sell out. That's not the case this year. So we turn that back on and we're recording every call. We train these people better. And I explained to them, like, every call is that much more valuable. You need to make a close on that. And they, they get it. They appreciate it. And they're getting paid for that. But, yeah, so it's easy when they're standing in line. But when they're not standing in line, you got to figure out how that is. And that comes down to training. That comes down to scripts. That comes down to giving them the tools that they need.
For sure. Comes down to a hungry, young entrepreneur like you. Like, listen, man, you got to fucking – this guy's not complacent. He's been renting boats since the fucking Titanic fucking sank, man. Look at this guy, man. He's still getting after it, dude. I started out, I started out renting fucking rowboats, and that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Carl oh Kiekhofer from Mercury Marine came and installed the first outboard that we got. <laughs> well, goddamn, guys! I I think I think with that, man. Um, I don't know. So, did we have an answer, guys? Is is tourism recession proof? I I don't know, man. I could I think it is if you're a guy like Andy, and I think if you're a, a guy that's like sitting around on his ass, like fucking you know counting his money and not worrying about the next sale, then it, it's just gonna it's gonna be tough tidings in that in that house. I think so, yeah, I, I think don't know. It's you, both. It's both. So yeah. yes. There is an opportunity in, in, in the time of a recession, but you also have to watch your ass because your expenses go up and, and it's harder to get those people. So it's a little of both. It's a little of both. Well, I don't know, guys. You guys got any more thought? Any final thoughts? Anybody got anything to add? Or does that wrap it up? I, do, I, I think it was great. I love these. I love where this is going. I love, you know, the topics with some buddies I like talking to. I, I'm just trying to figure out why yeah. the hell he routes all these sales through your guys' phones and like he specifically built all my stuff to like just be booked online and nobody calls us. Well, well, that guys, I think we're going to wrap it up because Steve and Jared need to have a conversation <laughs> off air. My numbers are down. The phone's not ringing. What the fuck, Steve? Like, goddamn, this is either going to be the worst thing for your career yeah. or the fucking best. <laughs> well, Jared up. isn't talking about his new website that went live today that looks amazing. So, if any of you are bored, go check out nightlyspirits.com. New website went live today, and it is badass. And if we any hope. of you guys are clients of Steve's, come on and join the yep. podcast so we can continue yes. the fucking beatings until morale fucking improves. Guys, we're the Tourism Titans. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Yeah.